Oh yeah, dog. At the exact same time. All right, you guys ready? What would you do for a million dollars? What would you do if you had a million dollars? Oh, dude. Two chicks at the same time. (laughs) 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 And welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the the podcast where we talk about doing two chicks at the same time. If we had a million bucks, because otherwise it's not. That's not a reality. No. Mm. Well, it could be. See, here's the thing, Dan. Isaac and I are both married. Oh, by the way, Dan's here. Um, Yo, what Isaac up? and I are both married, so even if we like bribed our wives with money, I don't know if it would happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably not. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you're gonna have to live that dream for us. You're gonna have to be like the the type of guy that would have two chicks double up on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the drywall down at the new McDonald's. <laughs> well, I'm not a fan of kissing and telling, but that you know. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, that's fine. It's fine. You don't have to tell us right now. Anyway, welcome Dan to the show. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been been a minute. It has. And I know you listen to you've been you're absolutely caught up on every single episode that we've put out since the last Dil- time you were on. Diligent. So, very very happy to have our second biggest fan back. Woo. I was going to I was going to say more earlier, but I had a big burp bubble in my chest and I just got it out. So we're all set. Go Perfect. ahead, speak your mind, bud. Oh no, it was it was in the moment with what we were talking about, but it's over now. It's gone. Yeah, it's like, that's green room conversation, man. Yeah, that's B footage. Hey, that's all right. Well, we keep rolling because we're ginger and the beef. And we don't care. Um, yeah, that's it. That's how we roll. I wanted to talk to you guys about something. Okay, it happened today, so I just fucking I yeah. I was that supposed to remind you of something. Is this the one I was supposed to remind you of? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it it has to do with hockey. Um, minor Good. hockey for children. Good. All right, so Dan, you know Marshall plays hockey, right? He's in yep. uh, U seven, whatever novice. No, I don't know yep. what's it called at this age. Mighty Mites. I yeah, I don't know. What did you call it when you were five, play five or six? Five or six is probably Tykes. Tykes. There you go. Tykes. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, so he's playing hockey. So today they like our town has two teams that that play separate games, but we all practice mm-hmm. together. The practice is all together. And usually okay. there's drills or whatever, but today we're like, let's have some fun. So they put out, they played full ice. Uh, they did parent, coaches versus kids, and they did, you know, they 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 ran through like, I think they had seven players on the ice at a time, which was that that was fine. But in warm ups, there was a dad who came out and he was in goalie gear, and they were all shooting shooting pucks at him, which was all good. Um, so then I'm a I just watched Marsh because he is. I don't know. You've watched him play, Isaac. How would you say? He's out. He's he lives in his own world. Is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, he's. I think he's just in the in the not as entirely focused on the flow of the game yet, which yeah. is totally normal for that age. But yeah, of course, there's a couple people that are. Yeah, a lot yeah of it's just kind of chilling. Yeah, yeah. So, but today Marshall was having fun. He he's very particular. Um, like when he has a puck. He gets kind of upset when people take it from him. He has a hard time regulating his emotions sometimes. Um, and so today, this one little kid, I won't say a name. We'll, he, we'll just call him, I don't know, give me give me a number. Four. Parker. We'll call him number four. No, number I'm not going to make it. He's number four. Um, that's not actually his jersey number, so I didn't want to say it in case people from Crossfield are listening. So, yeah, so number four. Number four. Why don't you just say number 400? Number 400. All right, perfect. So number 400 today Um went I, I watched 
Marshall get in line behind other people to go shoot on the on the father and net or on the coach. Right, the coach is the parents, same thing. And Marshall's standing there with a the puck, just going back and forth on a stick. This kid comes and takes it from him. Marshall kind of went, uh, you know, flipped his hands up in the air and then went and got another puck. And then and then Marshall kind of went and skated up and let go of his puck. It ended up going back to number 400 by his stick. So the number 400 kind of blocked the puck in and Marshall tried to get it. And then he couldn't. So Marshall, overreacting probably a little bit, smacked his stick on the other kid's stick and took the puck. Then the other kid... Number 400 decided to put his stick in between Marshall's legs and full on just pull him down, trip him. Yeah. Like like his skate was attached or the stick went into his skate. Yeah. And then, so that was one part. And then five minutes later, same thing. Marshall gets in line. This kid comes up, steals the puck from Marshall. And then Marshall like goes and kind of pushes him a little bit. And then the kid slashes Marshall in the shin pads. And then Marshall... Didn't retaliate on the kid, just got upset, flailed his arms up, and while doing so, and I'm the first to admit that this is not how you handle shit, he flailed his arms up and threw his stick around. You can hit someone in the head with your stick. Yeah. 100%. The only thing of this entire situation that the parent on the ice, the goalie, the guy in net, saw was Marshall flipping out at the very end. And rightfully so. Ran up to ran up to Marshall and told him to get the fuck like nicely, get on the bench. Like you need to take a minute and cool off. Um. So then, great. That's it. Uh, that's it. Then I watched the 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 parent do a fucking like a shrug, like ugh, which is fine too. People can't handle the emotions that kids have, and especially my kid. It takes a special person. I love him to bits and pieces, but kids um, are kids. You know, kids are kids. They get under your skin, but. Then I know Marshall was explaining to him what happened, and just so happens that the kid number four hundred is this this guy's son. So then he doesn't believe anything he says. Of course, kind of ruins the whole Marshall's day for for hockey for until another coach who happens to be a good friend of ours sits down with him because she's a teacher. She knows how to handle this stuff, and she just kind of, hey, let's calm down, let's forget about this all, and move on. Whatever. A couple minutes later, kids forget. But in my brain. I didn't. I wasn't upset that the other dad told him to go to the bench. Marshall deserved it, hundred percent. I just didn't know if, if in my should I have should I even think about. I didn't do anything, but should I even think about? Maybe I should go say, hey, the reason that this happened is because your kid was being a shithead, or just leave it uh, forever. I'd say if it happened again, then I would say something. Yeah. If it becomes a thing and you have to like start sticking up for your fucking family, then like at that point, I'd be like, okay, look, your kid is like being garbage and that's unacceptable. And then if he's, and then if he's like, oh, I, I, I had absolutely no idea, blah, 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 then sure. And if he starts sticking up for his kid, then you just be like, well, look, you're, <laughs> you're, you're garbage father but yeah leave it that's what you do is you leave it unless you want to drop the gloves i mean no i'm not i have no interest in it in that yeah fair Uh, as isaac knows i don't i don't fight fights i start them for other people to fight yeah i was there for that one (laughs) but uh no i just i was i was curious is like my father instinct was like no leave it let your kid fucking figure it out on his own that's what needs to happen Mm -hmm. and then i told michelle and she fucking you know 
her mama bear instincts came out. She was like, we're going to go fucking kill this kid. Like, no, you're not going to go kill a kid. He's a kid. He's five or six years old. Like, yeah, no, I think it just comes down to like, if it's, if he didn't, if he honestly didn't see any of the first part, then yeah, he acted appropriately. Right. But if it, if it happens again and like, you know, adds like, if you do end up talking to him and he adds like a, a, a bit of like, a bias to it because you got to be unbiased when you're a coach you can't be you can't have if your kids and, on the on the team and, it, and it, it's know, not your kid anymore right you and i knew I mean? he couldn't see what was going on but if that were the case yeah. where he was you know showing bias in like oh i don't care you know we're you know i don't believe you my kid's perfect kind of thing then yeah then like dan said he's probably just a shithead coach slash dad yeah he's not like the main coach he's just a, a parent volunteer or whatever and yeah the other part of for me in the future like i'm like a, I don't play hockey, so it's tough. But like, would it be weird to volunteer next year from to like help coach, even though I can't skate? Like, I don't, I can't coach on the on the fucking ice. But you know what I mean? Or would that be fucking stupid? I think it's hard to be a coach without being able to skate. To be right? honest, yeah, you could yeah, probably be like a, you could be like a, a helper with regards to like the logistics of things. One hundred percent, you're good at that. That's your wheelhouse. You're an, you're an organizer. If it, if it you know you're the you're the admin, logistics, what is it called? Bro. you're the commish for the <laughs> fantasy league. Some people just yeah. don't. Some people just don't know how to deal with children. Yet they're put in a position of power with children because they're good at a sport. It's because they need those. Some people don't know how to run age. a country. <laughs> that's a good point. All right. Well, that that kind of solves that 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 dilemma right there. Thanks, Dan, for bringing that part up. Um. Hey, I'm not point. I'm not pointing at any world leader in particular. Just some world leaders over the course of history have not done a good job. You can be way more pinpointing than that if you. Yeah, like. there's there's a fuck ton of them, buddy. You can be completely honest. Oh yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, doesn't really matter. Oh, that's why I keep turning. I have the mics backwards, and mine keeps clipping, and I keep turning it up to try to turn up Isaac's, but Isaac's is the other one. Isaac, say something to the mic there for a second. Hello. Oh, that's much better. Sorry, everybody. I apologize uh, to you, uh, to our fan for that one. Um, you be goofing. Yeah, that's what I do. So, Dan, you're you're still kicking. You got a new uh, – you don't have to talk about this in depth or whatever, but you got a new gig. You're still living in Kelowna. You're playing in, in a band, doing shows. Like, How's life out there? Well, life's pretty good. I'm actually uh, currently in one and a half bands, how I would say it. Uh, our f- The first gig that this old ghost town ever played, we opened for a gentleman by the name of Jeff. He Jeff. Goes, Shout out to Jeff. Yeah, he plays music under the name Winborn. And I've been jamming with him, and we eventually, we've like finally formed like a full band for Winborn, renamed the Winborn Atlas. Uh, we haven't had anything recorded yet, but uh, now we have like a drummer, um, a lead guitarist, or a, a fill-in, or like a sprinkle-in sort of like I wouldn't say lead guitarist, but you know someone who adds all the flavor on top. Like a, t- a touring um, and recording musician. Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, I don't have know. you have you updated your Wikipedia? <laughs> uh, I I haven't yet, but I should. <laughs> Got to get on that, I've buddy. Also, I played a couple shows for this band called Hot Sax. Now they have a saxophone player, and it's a very clever name, obviously. And because it's a play uh, on Hot Sax, right? Yes. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Double entendres. Glad, you, get you. glad yeah, you picked so, up on that one. Yeah, you know, no big deal. That's what I do. 
nailed it. I tried. Um, anyways, they I played with them for a little bit, and now they want me to play in four cover videos that we film and play on four original recordings. So at this point, I would say I'm probably the main bass player in this band if you know they're putting me and all the media going forward. Oh, there you go. Sick. sick, you're hired. You're hired. Pretty much. No, that's sweet, dude. Yeah. Dan's just, he's he's playing music. So Dan, it's kind of funny when uh, Dan mentioned this old ghost town. I don't know if you know this, Isaac, but uh, me and Dan used to be in a band together. So yeah, no big deal. Uh, I almost forgot. <laughs> NBD, bruh. NBD. We put out an album. No one bought, but we put it out. This is a really good album, actually. Thank you. Um, but uh, anyway, Dan, when so me and Billy, who played guitar and wrote all the songs. Dan did all the vocals, though, right? No. 100%. Dan, Dan has one vocal on the entire album saying yeehaw in the background. Nice. Um, that's it. But but uh so Dan and and or I knew Dan from work. Me and Billy played forever because we were in metal band in high school and punk band in high school. We we've just played with each other played music with each other for a long time. And then I'm like I know this guy, he can play bass. And so Bill's like, "Fuck, bring him out." And then Dan comes out and he's actually like we did. We didn't. Growing up, we didn't know any good bass players or people who cared about the bass guitar. Yeah, Dan does. So he's like a a, a talented musician who actually enjoys and likes and practices bass and is good at it. So it's kind of it was kind of fun to to find someone who's actually fucking good at something. And uh, you know and have how own. like I'm not trying to just build you, your you know bubble how you here. Get Dan. your like. Sorry, I'm not trying to just fucking build your ego. He's pumping that tire, bruh. Oh, oh, I'm so inflated right now. Um, I just want to say, like, you know that kind of feeling when you're, like, listening to music? And it's not like a headbang, but you're, like, you know, pushing your head forward, kind of, like, bobbing it to the music. Kind of, like, you could think of it kind of like maybe funk music or soul music or something. Like straight vibing? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, vibing. That's what bass does. It's, like, you get a really good bass groove, and that's where that head movement comes from. And so that's why I love playing the bass is because I can make people like vibe, which is really sick. Because a guitar player, like as much as much as like guitar players, like really impressive and also, you know, something that like the women go for. um, You just listen to a guy playing guitar and singing. You just don't get that same sort of like get up and dance and vibe that you get from, you know, tight drums with, you know, really fat bass. And bro, you brought the drums in there. The rhythm section. Two bands. First obviously uh brand new is a very bass driven band or yeah. was a very bass driven band Two, gene simmons bro do i need to say more nah he, well he was also on that note he, he also segue he also won because he fucking had that the showmanship indeed and, the, and well he also did a lot of vocals for the for their songs but yeah. um hell yeah kiss is coming to calgary bruh are you taking your son? Oh shit! I I'm like in my I'm like a hundred percent right. Yeah. But then I was thinking to myself, I'm, I'm gonna do it regardless. But then I'm thinking to myself, what kind of judgment is gonna be passed down on me from people that I'm at this concert with that are gonna be like, who brings their four year old son to a Kiss concert? Well, here so here's the thing. Uh, all I, the Kiss fans who are fucking parents yeah. now. All the all the Kiss fans who are parents. People brought kids to shows all the time. Yeah. I judge hard. Like when I was at the used show and there was fucking parents there with kids. But I'm going, you know what? There there's there's something that they're maybe they've been listening to it at home with their kids or something. And your kid fucking loves Kiss. Loves I can't, Kiss. I can't not take him. You can't. 
Now you have to. And he's going to dress up in his full costume. Yeah, he's got a Gene Simmons costume. He's fucking board for Halloween. Custom. We'll send Dad a picture. It looks fucking great. Oh, he looks incredible. Um, but uh, yes, you will get judgy eyes. You just got to not care. Um, and be. Oh, I don't. You got to talk. Funny. You have to talk to your kid about it. He might hear some swear words. He hears those at home anyway. Yeah, he does. Um, he might see some boobs. He probably sees them at home anyways. But yeah, I see boobs. Ed Kiss, yeah, hundred percent. You'll see some fucking forty year old in the crowd flash her titties. He won't even notice. No. Besides, he walks around fucking. Butt ass naked anyway, so whatever. You know, that's that's fun. Uh, but anyway, I think you should take him to fucking kiss, man. Oh, I am. Oh as soon as tickets go on sale, we're buying tickets. What's your what's your limit? Doesn't matter. As long as they I get tickets, they're probably gonna be the cheapest options. But as long as I get tickets, I'm happy. Fuck, that's so Dan, I don't know if you've been looking at concerts lately. Probably gonna be a hundred bucks a a, a ticket, I I would imagine. Ballpark I'm gonna say, for like the cheapest. cheapest I'd say ones. for the the nose nosebleeds. I'd say you're looking at at least 150 bucks for Kiss, if not yeah. more, because like the Blink, the cheapest seats for Blink were like 180. Yeah, and Kiss it should have been 182. Whatever. It should have been 182. We took them to well, we we did the whole pit par- pit party whatever for Monster Jam because he's big into Monster Jam as well. We did Monster Jam and with with like all the merch we got and tickets and the pit pass it was like i think that was a couple hundred bucks but this is obviously gonna be a little a little more than that but whatever it'll be yeah. it's worth it it's a once in a lifetime opportunity so that's it because they're probably never going to come to calgary again they might who knows that's the thing they just fucking what is the tour called ben. isn't the tour called the end of the the end of the road tour or something like that probably that's how most bands call it <clears throat> the, this is the last time we're touring yeah. That's what we're doing. It's our farewell tour. We're part doing our, three. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing our fourth farewell <laughs> tour this year, boys. Yeah. We're fucking going hard. So. It's like that one store off 16th Ave by Deerfoot, just east of Deerfoot, and it's like a furniture store, and every single time I pass that store, it always says going, going out, out of business. business to sale, and it's it's like, I think that's the name <laughs> of the store. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the name that's of the store. That's a great name. For going a out of business Dude, sale. That's like, that's 4D marketing right there. Right? That's, fourth wall for sure. <laughs> Hundred percent, fucking. Well, they do that. Liquidation centers do that all the time. It's a liquidation center. Everything's cheap, and you yeah. go, and some of it is not cheap. There's although there's one liquidation place in Calgary that Gerard always just like every time he drives by, he's like, "Well, let's go in, let's go in, let's go see what they have," because it's different shit every time. What store is that? I don't know. It's right on Barlow. It's right by the casino on Barlow, down by his old work. Uh, okay. About a shop. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it's called. I think it might be called the Liquidation Center. Question. But did random shit. This is like all, really off topic, kind of off topic. But do you know? I would have. I probably have to ask Gerard. But do you know if the if the parts that Gerard installed on my car are are warranted? I don't know. Probably not. He doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. But the parts would still be considered installed by Allmix, though. That's yeah. what I mean. So I wonder if they have a warranty to him. I don't know if it was on the But it's probably too long ago. And yeah. it also probably wasn't on the books. That's the thing. I don't know if uh Yeah. I don't know how that ha- how that transpired. <laughs> Not a- all I know is I didn't pay for it. <laughs> and I crashed yeah. it. Yeah. So nah. I, oh sorry. shit, breaking news. Body shop. Hold on. Can I can I guess the breaking news? Can um, I guess that? Actually you can guess, but uh, you'll never guess it because well oh, it just is, go ahead. It has nothing to do with hockey. I no, thought it's... it did for a second, but it's Formula One. So, oh, 
Well, then. Oh. What? I thought you were watching Trade Tracker, not Formula One. <laughs> no, I've got Trade Tracker, but I also got my Twitter open in case like there's a tweet that someone gets traded. And well, What's the breaking news, Dan? Also- yeah, what is it? Well, it's Susan Wolf was appointed managing director of the F1 Academy. So like, it doesn't matter at all for hockey. It no, only it matters if you care about F1. No, I I don't. Well, man, they probably got her out of steel. What is that? Uh, 70 cents to the dollar? <laughs> <laughs> Equality of, of or equity? Is that how they work it? Equity. Yeah. Equity? They yeah. make, make, equity. Sure, make sure it's all the same. Um, either way. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's this thing right now happening in the NHL. It's okay. called the trade deadline. It's called the trade deadline. It happens on Friday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. And like when I was a kid, and I, you guys can fucking, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember this at all, but or if you had cable even, or if you cared. But when I was a kid, TSN. TSN which, Trade Center. They had Trade Center for a day. Yeah. And it was like my dad's favorite thing to watch because they would announce everything. This is before cell phones. This is before you had Twitter and everything in your pocket. Yeah, no, you sit in front of tra- TSN Trade Center all and, day. Oh, so you, did you do that too? I always yep. did, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dan, yep. and Dan did. Fair enough. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. It was my very dad, exciting. I didn't care, but <laughs> back then, I yeah. just uh, I didn't care. I, now I'm an adult and I do, and my do. kid's not going to care. So it's great. It's the way it works. <laughs> it's true. Like woodworking shows, my dad would watch, and I'd be like, "Why would you watch this? I'd rather watch paint dry." And now I'm like, I my most commonly searched thing on YouTube is something to do with carpentry. So you know, here I am. Oh, I watch fucking. People by themselves on YouTube camping by themselves and they narrate themselves. Yeah, they, but you look at what the shit they have and you're like, ooh, I could fucking, I could get something like that. That's or, ooh, it. Uh, that's but a like, good fucking idea. Fuck, we're so, we would be, we'd be those guys watching fishing shows on Saturday morning when our kids wanted to watch cartoons. Or golf. I watch golf sometimes. Or, <laughs> or golf on the TV. Yeah. I actually get really excited when I watch golf because it makes me just think of all the time that, that I'm going to go golfing this summer and then I don't. Fuck you, Timmy. I'm watching golf. You're you're napping. The whole Imagine time. if there was like a a trade deadline for golf. <laughs> yeah, well, that was kind of how it was when when Live Golf got up and running, and they started stealing a bunch of PGAers. From, they just from stole Live. another PGAer. Oh, yeah. But you know what? With Live now, they've said I don't know what the the managing organization is, but they've said something that in Saudi Arabia. They're going to be a, Live Golfers are going to be allowed to participate in the Masters. Oh, that yeah, the PGA or the masters let that happen because the PGA wouldn't have before, but now they're like all these good golfers left. Well, yeah, we're not going to have anyone watch. Fuck. Yeah, they, we should they, fix they, this. They definitely got a lot of big names over at uh live now. So, well, and lefty think, went there. Mm, that's which, a big one. Which one's lefty Mickelson. Oh, Phil. Yeah. Good old. I know him. He, first name basis. Me, yeah, yeah. Me and that guy. Sure. We're yeah. best bros. We grew up together. Yeah. Phil, Phil Mickelson was actually on the course teaching Alan gray on the, the television program called entourage. Um, when Ari was trying to beat Alan and turns out that Alan was a crazy fucking studio head who had a heart attack on the, on the green. He was so fucking angry at Ari. Anyway, I remember that. (laughs) That's a good fucking episode of Entourage. Yeah. One time I borrowed Dan or I didn't borrow. You borrowed Dan? No. I used to say when, when I gave people things, when I let people borrow things, I borrowed them things, but that's not how it is. I lent, I lent Dan. I lent him like seasons of Entourage DVDs and he never watched it. Remember when you lent me a season of The OC? <laughs> it was recently. Ooh, what you this? say? No, years ago. <laughs> and I don't even know if I've Ooh, yet returned it. it. I think well. I did. It was like season two of The OC or something. I, you you, I probably got it back. 
But it's all on uh, of course you didn't. DVDs. No, no, it's all on the whole. Me and the wife are watching it. It's either on Netflix or Prime. But we're, we we restarted the OC. It's on one of those, yeah. And it's I, I well, Michelle. And I we talked about this the other day, bro. It's so good. It's Michelle and I watched it last year, and it does not. Uh, it's not perfect. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Dan, did you ever watch the OC? I know you just said the meme, but did you ever watch? Was that before your time? Uh, fun. The funniest thing ever is I've only ever seen one episode, and I saw it live, and I had absolutely no idea that it was the finale or whatever, and it was the episode where that meme comes from. <laughs> the one where Marissa dies? No, no, no. Season two, the end where Trey gets shot. Oh, yeah. The end of season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's so funny. The Lonely Island, working for Saturday Night Live, I believe, um, yeah. did a little With skit Shia where LaBeouf. they kept... Sh- uh, yeah, and they kept shooting each other, um, and you know the ooh, what you say keeps playing. Raspberry Peach. It's it, it's it's kind of a funny skit. Oh, I know that one. Shia LaBeouf and isn't it Shia LaBeouf and and Andy Samberg keep shooting each other, and every time they shoot each other, the song comes back on. What you say? Yeah. And then and they pull the trigger again. The what you say? What was that chick's name? What was that chick's name? The singer again. Um, Emojin Heap. That's right, because it was a kid oh, yeah. in uh, in in Res that I remember. Brendan Brandon Heatley Heatley no, Heatley. I don't know him. Heatley. Anyways, <laughs> he was like, "You got to check out this 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 fucking musician. She's unreal. She has a super high voice." I was like, "Okay," and he showed me a song, and I'm pretty sure it was like not that song, but it was another one of hers. And then that's how I heard of Imogen Heap, and then I found Fifty Bucks. See, I heard of Imogen Heap when they were when it was when it was the singer called Fru Fru. And it was on the Garden State soundtrack. I didn't know it was under Fru Fru on the Garden State soundtrack. I'm pretty sure. Or is it the What You Say Little song? Little bunny Fru Fru hopping through no. the forest, picking up the field mice and popping them on the head. For some reason, when I was younger, I I was told that I wasn't allowed to sing that song. And I think that it used to be different lyrics and it used to be racist or something. Uh, well, it's our, it's it, regardless, it's still kind of fucked up. Picking them out of the forest and bopping them on the head. Like, you're killing animals, right? Like, fucking... <laughs> yeah, it's some uh, stuntress. So. You know what I hear, and it's it's funny because I, you know, to me it's always been no, yes. Anyway, eeny meeny miny mo. You know how it it's always been for us catch a tiger. Yeah, that was not what it used to say. <laughs> so, oh yes, and so I I've hear I hear Marshall fucking when he makes a decision, he's like, oh, I don't know which one to pick, eeny meeny miny, and he does it and every time he says it. I'm like, oh, don't say it. Obviously, he's not going to. Because he doesn't yeah, know he the no context idea. and or the yeah. word, or yeah, and he's a freaking child, and it's just. And you really hope he doesn't know the word. Well, who knows? Um, who knows nowadays on the playground? Have you? Apparently, things are. Never mind. We don't need to get into that right now. No. Yeah. Let's, let's talk Have about. We already, that, uh, we already had the dad conversation for this episode. Have you seen the fat? Have you seen the Family Guy clip where uh, Peter walks in and sits down next to uh, um, Shaggy? And Shaggy's like. Okay, okay, I'll say the N-word. Nacho cheese. And Peter's like, who the hell starts a, a fucking conversation like that? I don't never seen that. Did you find 20 if bucks? you haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I swiped, and then the next uh, video taught me how to get 20 bucks for free. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about this. this. We were talking about the Trade Center. So now it's on the yeah. phone. So it doesn't. The deadline doesn't really matter, except that's the end. Obviously, no more mm-hmm. trades can happen. But this year's been deadline like month. Yeah, has this year I, now? I haven't. I've only really been paying attention for the last maybe three years. Um, 
is this your way different than normal? Yes. Like, is this way crazy? So, I mean, the, the, the amount of picks that people are giving up is a lot different. A lot, a lot of times, in, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, Dan, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. In Historically, what I've seen is a lot more player for player plus a pick or two, maybe, or a, like a up-and-coming draft pick that has already been picked. So like a prospect. This year has been a, a way more weighted towards draft picks for some reason. And I feel like the draft picks are a lot more valuable now because there's a whole lot more skill coming out of junior hockey and NCAA and, you know, European leagues. But, uh, yeah, like there's a ton of draft picks getting thrown around and it, and for well, big, big name players, too. That is that that's totally true. Like two points there. There's just been. Now, I haven't looked at the actual numbers, but like it just it is it feels for like the past two days alone have had more trades and like entire trade dead, like a lot of entire trade deadlines. These past two days have been absolutely insane. Um, Maybe even three. I don't know if I think Monday was like this this whole week leading up to the trade deadline has been absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's it's typically like typically like a day like today, for example, today and yesterday would have been what his previously would have been the last day up until noon, right? Yeah, but it's been pretty busy. So I'm wondering if it's going to taper off or it's going to continue on all the way through till Friday afternoon. But so this, the I think technically I'm going back here a little bit, but I think it really started this year. There's some that don't really matter back in the day, but let's say the first one is. The first big one was really Bo Horvat leaving the Canucks on January 30th. Yeah. That's like a month ago. Um which was it was kind of obvious, potentially sorry, potentially obvious when they didn't re-sign him. Um or do a big mm-hmm. or he didn't sign a big ticket with them that he probably wasn't going to stay there forever. And his his contract's up this year, I think, right? Well, it would it would have been it, it would have been, yeah. It would have been, well, he's re-signed yeah. now. He signed an in, extension with uh, yeah, the with Islanders. the Islanders. Um, so that was the first one. Then the next big one that, that it's not quote, quote unquote shocking, but Tarasenko going to the tra- the Rangers from the blues. Yeah. That, that's been coming for like, not to the Rangers specifically, but, but, leaving but there, Tarasenko has yeah. been coming on for like three years. Yeah. There's been talks years. of him like, Oh, he's going to go to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to go to fucking well, Vegas. He was, he was, for some reason he was very butthurt that he wasn't named the captain of the blues. And yep. so I think that that kind of created a rift that like, that just never went away. Speaking of the Blues, Captain, Blues he's have lots moved. of butthurt players. <laughs> yeah, I dropped one of them. The Blues, the Blues, fucking, they've emptied, they've cleaned house this year. Dude, have you looked seen the Blackhawks? Yep. Blackhawks, same Dude, thing. Blackhawks have been just picking up pick after pick after pick. It's a Everyone real. Everyone wants that. Oh, they're they're loaded, but everybody wants that. Uh, everybody wants Bedard. Uh, Fantilli is a nice um, consolation prize. Question. Okay, so I, I and I don't have it right in front of me. I'm just just searching for it but um that the what the the Blackhawks when they traded uh those guys to Toronto they got a first round pick right i think uh, one of these trades either either way so. one of these trades they got a first round pick for this year so does that give them an extra leg up to get Bedard or that draft lottery still that not none no extra picks it, affect it the just lottery. depends on so whatever team they got that first round pick from that whatever position that pick ends up being, that's where they pick that that one at. Yeah, so when Toronto loses in the first round, they're going to get a pick that's equivalent <laughs> to that position. Yeah, so Toronto making the playoffs, the any team that makes the playoffs, they go in descending order from cup final or cup winner to 
first out of the playoffs. Like whoever, like in whatever order that teams are eliminated, that's the order they get for the last 16 teams of the, of the draft. Yeah. So if Toronto makes it all the way to the cup final and loses, then they'll have the 31st pick in the draft Overall, first yeah, round yeah, in the yeah. draft. If they had their yeah. pick left, which they don't. So if Chicago has that pick, is that what it is? is Chicago has Toronto's first round pick next year. I, I can't remember yes. this year. So if they do, then no, they it's get... no, it's a conditional 2025. No, so that's what I'm saying. Okay, I think well, either, either either way, way. whatever whatever position that team finishes in, that's where that first round pick uh, lands. So they don't get like back to back first round picks. Is what you're is what I'm trying to say. No, that, and that makes sense that they yeah. wouldn't have that that option out there. For... I'd like to mention the um, the draft lottery is restructured for anybody who isn't aware of this. Um, you can only move up ten spots. So if you finish like. 12th or something you're not going to be picking first overall even if you win the lottery so you do get to go really high and pick a really good player but uh, you're not going to be picking first overall unfortunately correcto fair enough okay and that means that doesn't mean i the draft lottery confuses me with the fucking the point system we don't have to get into it because it's weird it's silly it's a weird situation but you know what i really want to see is i really want to see them go back to to last place gets first no pick. i just want to see him for playoff structure i want to see him go back to one to eight yes first seed yes. plays the eighth seed second seed plays the second seventh seed that that would be very very nice because i'm tired of seeing you know very very high seeded teams getting knocked out in the first round like it, it still happens yeah i'm down with in, that sickness that structure but you know it's far less likely you're playing based on your performance throughout the season you are essentially getting a leg up because you're playing a shittier team the structure the way it is now you know you could have a couple of the best teams in the league playing off in the first round it just doesn't make any sense yeah. i think and i think all ownership across the nhl is on board with that as well i don't think anybody likes the current structure yeah people are not a big fan of it but uh it sounds like what gary bettman said i think you I think he replied to a reporter or something and like that wasn't something that they're like looking to talk about and they're not really interested in like revisiting the playoff structure at this time. So, I mean, it's I, I would like to see it revert now that we have an even number in each division again. But uh, I I guess we might not see that. So I would like to kind of just it is what it is. I'd like to see them implement terms into the NHL commissioner's office because. Batman's done his fucking time, if you ask me. Now, yeah. Batman's done his time, but he is mainly a mouthpiece for the owners of the league. So, he is. even if you swap him out for someone else, like you're going to get similar results. Maybe, but he's 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 also very like pro-America and he's and he's very pro-business. He's he's you know, through for what he is, like he's actually created, generated a massive increase in revenue from American teams, which is good. He's grown the NHL on a you know massive scale compared to what it was prior to him coming into the first ever commissioner's position. But having said yep. all that, as a Canadian, I would like to see him retire and then maybe see somebody else take over and see what they can do because you know he's been around since. Well, the one thing is the created the spot. It's the obsession with Arizona that uh, is the main thing that I'm really questioning because 
every other franchise, right? Like if they weren't doing well, it's like, okay, you can move. Um, but with Arizona, they've just been dragging their ass and they play in it. I'm not sure if they've gotten back into their arena or not. I haven't paid any attention, but they played in like a nothing for seating arena for a while, even. And it's just they, like, no, they'll they be, they're, they're, now they're playing there for years. Now they're playing at, uh, yeah. well, they're having a new arena built as yeah. far as I know. So they'll be but, a mullet yes, arena for like but, three or four years. But as of right now, they're playing at ASU, I think. Yeah. They're, Arizona State. They're, yeah. Their hockey team's arena, and they actually share the face-off circle shares the logos. So they have the Coyotes logo on one side of the center line, and then they have the fucking ASU logo on the other side of the center line. And granted, like it's not a bad arena, but like you said, like look no. at Atlanta for example. Like the Thrashers were struggling for what three, maybe three, four years, and they just packed them up, moved, but, moved them to yep. Winnipeg. But that's the way they did things. I don't know. There's always been. There is something. You're right, Dan. There's something. Arizona has stuck around way, has stuck way around longer. longer than any other struggling franchise in the history of the NHL. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not wrong. I, and I was wrong earlier. I, I I finally looked it up. It wasn't. It wasn't the. I knew there was a first round pick going to someone this year, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the O'Reilly one. It was the Timo Meyer trade. So San Jose gets a first round pick from New Jersey this year. Right. Yeah. So so they're going to be New Jersey will be in the playoffs. San Jose will get a low a low yeah. first rounder. Yeah. And and it's fucking um, like that's looking at some of these trades. Some of them are player to player. Like there's a couple. Like most yeah. of them are picks though. Most of them. I've Ivan Barbashev and Zach Dean were were, were players. Dadanov and Giriano. Or or they or they're throwing like a a mediocre prospect in with yeah. like three other fucking picks. Yeah, that's it. The San Jose trade to New Jersey. It was like there's like eight people listed for each team. Well, and some of oh, not dude. people, but eight eight or nine picks. And the Tampa trade. Tampa traded like what uh, for for Tanner Genet Tanner Geno Gen- is it Geno? I always thought it was Genet Geno. Uh, they, they traded they, what, they five, trade... five picks, four picks, five picks for the first time in NHL history. A trade involved a the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, and a fifth round pick. They weren't all from the same draft year, but they were yeah. one, two, three, four, and five. Regardless, yeah, they're giving away. They're giving away a lot, Nutty. which it, it, it's good in my mind because I'm I'm excited for the day that Tampa's shitty again because I'm sick and tired of Tampa being good. I don't know if they're getting well. Who knows? They'll be all right no, this year when they when they get shitty. They'll be shitty because they're they're literally spending like ridiculous amounts just to continue to put in championships because they're like, hey, this is our window and we're just gonna go all in because once the window's done, we'll just uh, enter a rebuild. Well, yeah, and, and if and they most... do that. Sorry, most of their most of their core players are around the same age, so they're kind of the, mm-hmm. the clock is ticking, right? As soon as as soon as one or two of them start to you know wheel back on the production, it's going to happen to all of them, and they're going to end up being like the Blackhawks again, right? Like you look at Kane and Taves, and uh, and what happened to Chicago? Like you know they're a dynasty at one in one minute, and the next minute they're basically in a rebuild for two years. And further, yeah. it's you been know. more than two years. But, but but look at what Chicago's done now. They're they're completely rebuilt their entire uh future by picking up as many picks as they have yeah also considering what they already have in their system which isn't terrible either so well and taves taves was i think so taves and kane's contracts were both up this year um kane wanted to move taves potentially did at the time say he wanted to move but now he's got fucking long haul covid or whatever the fuck so yeah he's, he's out but he's got that that autoimmune shit yeah but so so he's not he's just gonna he's probably retiring I'm assuming maybe who knows might be the end it might not be but 
Yeah. Um, we know there was a Vancouver Connect a few years ago who had issues and he just ended up having to retire out of it. But uh, mm-hmm. the Canucks, you, you guys got you guys got your your you lost Bo Horvat this year. You you're a Canucks fan, yeah. Isaac. Dan yeah. is, but you got you got like I think the best player out there. Hey, you got that fucking Hronik, Hronik, the so d- defenseman we, from Detroit. He actually legit Bruh. like I didn't and I and I I knew he was younger than he looks, but I didn't realize he was actually only 25. So yeah. I think that's a really, really good pickup for Vancouver based on where they're projecting to go, like how they're they're full rebuild now with what they're with what they're doing. Um, and I like that. I, I I would actually wager to say that they're uh, doing a retool instead of a rebuild. Now, the only reason why What's I say that and I want to be like all semantical about it and all that bullshit is because like the. Vancouver Canucks fan base on the internet is the w- most wild fucking fan base there is. You can say back they're the when worst. it w- Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> um back back when back when there wasn't a Reddit and everybody talked on like the forums on the canucks.com. We called it CDC stands for canucks.com. We would at that time they there was a poll that came out by like ESPN or something. And they looked at all the different fan bases who were online, and they said the Vancouver Canucks fan base was the worst fan base because we were the most harsh on our team, harsh on other teams. We talked the most shit. Uh, part of it was just like the demographics. It's Vancouver. It's you know a you know a young city with a bunch of angsty um, people who all really want you know the Canucks to do well, and we're all coming online as a world when the Vancouver Canucks are like one of the best teams in the NHL uh, through you know the um, the Sedin era. And so, you know, we also talked a lot of shit because we were, we were climbing the ranks and becoming on top of the world for a brief period of time, almost on top of the world. We didn't win the cup. Let's not talk about that. So like, I don't know. Um, and we've never let that down. So basically earlier in the season, we moved Riley Stillman for Jason Dickinson in a second. And it was the worst trade they've ever seen in history. And it's basically Benning 2.0. Um, and then we make a trade for like Ethan Bear, Jack Stanica, and that sort of stuff. It's like, okay, but sh- what have you done for me lately? Then we move Bo Horvat, we get Beauvillier, Ratu, and a first, and all of a sudden it's like, oh wow. Then we make another trade, and another trade, and another trade. And then like we stack up all these trades, and all of a sudden Patrick Alvine is like, who's that? The best GM. Oh, okay. Uh, the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, Patrick Alvine. It's like it's like he's, you know, going ham. He's picking up picks. He's picking up young players. It's like he's doing everything right. And he's like God. And everybody's like praising him online. And then we trade Philip Horonic for uh first and second round pick in this year's draft. And now he's worse than Benning. And we should be firing him immediately. That's the kind of fan base we're dealing with here. And you're a part of it. <laughs> I am, but I don't hold their opinions. Fair enough. Yeah, so, but- see, I would I would argue you said retooling, and I I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, the Canucks core, like- the Canucks. So when I when I say there's a there's a re um, a rebuild, my can my definition of rebuild is not is not uh, trading away the entire core. A trading away the trading away the uh, what they've traded from their core is, in my opinion, yeah. is a rebuild. So they've gotten rid of their captain, and they're sure. getting rid of some some 
structural players, I think. Like you got players that are playing at a, you know, back into their career but are very key pieces of the team that they're that they're sending away. Um mm-hmm. but they're hanging on to their real real core, like their younger players that are core players and then and then restructuring with maybe different different style players, I guess, or maybe different, I don't know how to say it without bringing in other topics, but, um, I like the way that they're approaching it. I wouldn't, I, I don't know. I I'd say mm-hmm. it's maybe between a retool and a rebuild. I think yeah, you guys so, are fucking fighting over semantics. They're no, still rebuilding their team. They're still, ch- they they're still making changes. In, they basically I, said they want to compete in two to three years. So whatever you call it, there's a timeline, right? Yeah. Whereas a re a rebuild, like, Net, like we were just talking about Tampa Bay or Chicago, that's like a five year, five or six plus program. Right? At least they're not the Calgary Flames, who's good one year, bad the next, good one year, bad the next, good one year, bad the next. That's and they haven't yeah. made a they single can't do deal. No, and they're not going to because it's Tree Living's last year, so he's either going to not do anything because he wants to either get fired or he wants his new job. So that's my mm-hmm. right. It's his last year yeah, on his deal. Last- so he Last trade care. was August 18th, 2022. So Calgary has just sat there and done nothing. And it was Sean Monahan and a first for future considerations. Yeah. There you go. What's a and future consideration? Before that was the Kachuk Huberto trade, which everybody loves. Um, yeah, it's funny. The, the Huberto, he just fucking hates Calgary. He's uh, You can just tell by how he plays when Peltier's there and he's got a Frenchman with him and when there's no Frenchman yep. with him. Because he's just like, did you see him on the bench the other day? Like, just happy, giddy, having a good time, scoring goals. And then, yeah, who is the place. Frenchman in Florida? Well, there was, oh, there probably wasn't one, but here in Florida. Yeah. It's sunny, it's warm. You grew yeah. up there. Yeah, then know. why? Florida's but, not doing but, great but this it, year either. Yeah, but why then would, would Hudo sign such a big contract with the Flames if he was not interested in playing here? I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fucking genius. Maybe. So that's, maybe that's, he got, that's what confused me though, because I don't he disagree. He got butt hurt over over Daryl Sutter's comments at the beginning of the year when he's like, "Oh, well, he doesn't work with anybody," and maybe he's just a fucking temperamental young child because he's younger than us, <laughs> right? Maybe he's just a you know, and he needs to get his. He needs, you know, he needs to be propped up, and that's the only thing he can he can handle. Maybe he's a fucking. I don't know the guy. Maybe yeah. he's a prima donna, and he needs that fucking. He's able to just give him a nice little butt pat and be like, you're perfect. See, because I, I feel like he has all the tools in Calgary right now that he had or needed in Florida to succeed. And I know it's also based on chemistry, but regarding skill, mm-hmm. like he's still playing with equally skilled players that he was in Florida. So the decline in numbers for Huberto from last year is still kind of a head scratcher to me because I don't if he because if he's unhappy, he wouldn't sign an eight year contract. Or whatever it was, he you did. Know. He signed before the the season even started, though. Yeah, but why would he yeah, do so that? He put his eggs. If well, he, if he, he didn't like Cal- but he didn't like Calgary. Like if well, you're saying like temper, like I get it. Like no, everyone no. wants to play somebody warm, right? But if you're so uncertain about something, then don't. Then why would you sign a contract that quickly upon getting to a new team? Without well, here's my options? argument for that. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Is that the options where he looked at the Calgary roster, he looked where he fit in, and he said, like, you know what? Uh, Jacob Markstrom's a dope goalie. Like, I like what they've done with the defense here, and, you know, there's players who can, you know, play their roles on this team. Like, I think it's going to be a good team, and I think we're going to compete, so I'm going to sign with these guys. And then 
you know, look at the season that's transpired so far and you look at the effort some players have put in and like where they are compared to where you think they'd be. And it's just like, yeah, I'd be depressed too. Like I was like, man, I go from this like beautiful place with a really good hockey team to, you know, and a I nice mean, new Calgary's, arena, a nice change room, all that stuff. Yeah. So, to a dump. so old, <laughs> old dump and it's snowy all the time and cold as fuck. And the team's like in this absolute, like what the fuck's going on mode. Right. So I'd be pretty disappointed too. think like, you know, fuck. Yeah. Well, and who, who knows? Calgary, Calgary is one of those weird situations that, um, because I follow Calgary accounts too, like the po- yep. podcasts talking about the flames and stuff. I, I just get the clips. I don't, I can't sit through an entire podcast. Of people just talking about the Calgary flames for every single night. Every I week. don't even, but don't even do that for Canucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, but there's, uh, the you know this little clips I hear, I think that Calgary and and trust me, tr- I I I drafted Jacob Markstrom in our fantasy league, which is very important, and he fucking sucks this year. He sucks balls. Yeah, he was a Vesna oh, finalist last year. This year. Yeah, no, and and Vladar did okay for like a week, and then he's shit in the bed too. So the one thing that they that that this podcast a clip I saw was talking about, they said. And it was Rhett Warner who used to play on the Flames. And he's like, he's like, why don't they just try fucking bringing up the goalie who's the number one goalie in the AHL right now? He's Wolf. a bit short. Why don't they bring him up? Yeah. That's that's uh, Daryl Sutter, though. I know. Daryl Sutter is, uh, for some reason, he's very he's very vet heavy on his team. Like, he doesn't – I don't think they flex their AHL team as much as they should. The, the, the Wranglers are one of the best, if not the – I think they're best in the conference. Yeah, they're second best in the league. Um, they have a great goalie. They have a couple good prospects playing down there, and they've only, you know, they have not got a lot of minutes. And even when they do come up, they're not getting a lot of ice time. So, you know, if stuff's not working, it, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I understand, but it's broke. Why aren't you trying to fix it kind of thing, you know? That's that's what's confusing everybody, I think. I think, Calgary. but I don't know what the deal is. Does Vladar has have a two way or a one way, and how many? How many? I I don't know. Because him, but they, that makes they sense. Because if they if they decided space. to bring a goalie up, then yeah, it might there might be a cap space issue. Yeah. There might be a waivers issue. They might not want to lose Vladar if they decide to try to flex him to AHL. Who knows, right? Yeah. But that's I, what, I haven't looked that deep into. That's it. what I wish. I wish Calgary. There's still two days. Maybe they will make some move this year. Um, Edmonton made a move. They got rid of that fucking garbage. What's his name? Paul Jarvi? Paul Jarvi and, Paul Jarvi. and uh, Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry's good. Pool party. Tyson Berry's having a decent season. He's a good defenseman. But and, and he, uh, what's, his, Ek, Ek, what's his name again? Yeah, Ekholm. Ekholm. Ekholm is definitely a better defenseman, though. And it'll be better for Yeah, for, that's a good pick. That is good. That is good. It sucks getting rid of somebody like Berry who is having a good a good year and he is good in the power play. And they have, I mean, but they do have the best power play in the NHL, so what do you do? But I think that that in order to get Ekholm, they do have to they have to give something up, and it was Barry. But yeah, but Ekholm is definitely an upgrade for sure. Yeah, there's a, was there any other trades that that made that fucking were awesome for you this year? This year, um, I definitely like I definitely like what Boston did. I think picking up Hathaway and Orlov is pretty gang gang. Like they're gonna fucking. I think they're, <laughs> they're already they're already mean, and they Dan just picked sent up... us Dan sent us that fucking meme the other day of of the 
the East Coast teams and the uh, yeah. sorry the East, the Metropolitan and the Atlantic teams, and then a little fucking lamb over yeah. here is the fucking West Coast teams. Yeah, it's. Uh, but you're saying Boston's yeah. going to crush? Well, Boston Boston's already like they have the feeling of like a big mean playoff offensive team. playoff team as yeah. it is, and then they added two guys who mm-hmm. add a whole lot more grit to their team, uh, just in depth. Like they pretty much, I would, I mean. I wouldn't want to put any lineup against any line of theirs, really. Like they have a one through four, they're they're pretty fucking mean, you know. And and uh, yeah, I'm that assuming... that massive. Uh, oh, go ahead, Dan. That massive blockbuster trade they did, picking up Mikey DiPietro and Jonathan Myrenberg. <laughs> uh, like, whew. isn't that? There's someone else. Look out! Isn't uh, so? Yes, they got that. But didn't someone get Shea Weber's contract this year too? Twice. Maybe? Twice. It's already been moved twice this year. Yes. Per- perfect. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Uh, I don't think the only thing I would bought, and I'm not a I'm not a fucking analyst, so I don't know these things well. But I've heard an analyst. I'm not an analyst. I, I sure am an analyst, buddy. I'm not an analyst, but I'm an analyst. I know my way around. Moving on. <laughs> um, I I don't know how it works, but I I think teams like Boston who have just crushed since day one of the season and have been at first place all year. They're breaking records left, right, and, and center, and they're still they're probably going to win the President's Trophy unless something crazy happens. I don't know yeah. if they're going to do as well in the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to make it that far because teams oh, they will. usually get out. No, they will. Don't they? Boston will do well this year. Yeah, they have the right team. They have so, the depth. They have the they have the role players. They have the guys that have been there, the vets that know their role. They they have. Boston will do well this year, if not win the Stanley Cup. That's my opinion. But I'm hoping uh, the team I hope wins the cup this year is New Jersey. It's not going to happen. I know it's not. Yeah, but I too. fucking I like them. I think it'd be fucking yeah. sweet if they did. They're going to so they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle at goaltending and they're going to struggle at experience on their offense. Yeah, Allmark has been fucking last year he was the si- the second string goalie for them and Swayman was getting more yeah, starts. Yeah, and Allmark is setting records this year. And oh. granted like, you know, he's playing for, behind Boston, but at the same time like you can't deny that the guy he's the quickest goalie in franchise history to hit 30 wins in uh, the fewest amount of games. 35 games to hit 30 wins. Get the fuck out of here. Like it's just Bro, did you just Did you just throw shade at my boy Vitek Vanasek? <laughs> He did. A little bit, yeah. He did. He did. Yeah. He's de- he's he's definitely not gonna not gonna be. <laughs> Here it is, Dan. This is the, the plain, plainly and simply. I just don't see. I don't see the young guys that are carrying uh, New Jersey up front right now. I don't see them being at that successful in a playoff environment. And I don't see. I hear that with with that added pressure. I don't see the goaltending, which is playing outside of their. I think outside of their actual skill set, I don't think the goalie is going to be as good in the playoffs in that kind of a pressure situation that they have been throughout the season. So I just I do agree with you. I think They're that young. I think that yes, I think it'll be a great learning experience. And I think Jersey's going to be good for years to come, but I don't think this is their year. I think they're going to have maybe a one round or maybe a two round playoff this year. So if the playoffs happened right now on the East Coast, it would be Carolina versus Pittsburgh or sorry Carolina versus New the Islanders Pittsburgh and Boston Toronto Tampa and New Jersey and New York the Rangers so yeah the Rangers well that means all three New York teams well I count New Jersey it's in the same yeah. area all three of those teams are making the playoffs as of right now but the Rangers and the and the Devils I don't even think the Devils will beat the Rangers in the first round no I don't think so I, don't, I, think, I, think, the Rangers, I think especially based, with just, Kane well just know. based on on experience on the back end and goaltending, I think the Rangers win that series. And they've toughened up a little bit, and they've well. Anytime you have Jacob Truba, yeah, he's I fucking mean, awesome. 
I, I love Jacob Truba. He's a fucking gem. But he's a, he's yeah. he's my kind of defenseman for sure. Yo. Yo, we got to address something here. Go ahead. Is there an elephant in this room? What? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing laughing at my fantasy moves, bro? <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> I only I only LOL'd because you picked up O'Reilly as soon as he was traded to the Leafs, and then you picked up who was it you picked up today that as soon Orlov? as they got traded to Vancouver? Uh, Philip Heronic. Yeah, Heronic. as soon as Heronic got picked up, it was like instant. You sent them. You sent the trade, and then you instantly picked up Heronic, and I just was like, it's so predictable. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck. Her- so you've had Heronic on your roster already this year, and then add yes. the fact that he's playing for the Canucks. I was like, Dan's gonna pick up Heronic. I actually looked at Heronic's profile. I don't have any ads left, otherwise I would have added him. But I look at his sure. profile on on Yahoo, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he's still having a pretty bang up year. Like he's doing well. He's having a he's a you know quiet. I would say somewhat quietly having a, a pretty good outstanding year, mostly because he's been in Detroit up until today. But I think uh, yeah. I think I, I saw that, and then literally like five minutes later, I get a notification: uh, free top G picks up Heronic, and I was like, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you get notifications when other people pick players up? Yeah, don't you? No, I turned that off long. I don't want. Yeah, I turned mine off too. No, I keep getting it. Oh, yeah, that's, I get it for our uh, for the other league, but that's that's too funny. The uh, it, like just what when <laughs> watching Dan because I could see exactly why you would laugh at him because same thing. Yeah, we had that conversation as soon as O'Reilly. Dan's like the O'Reilly got picked. I'm like, oh look, you fucking picked him up. <laughs> the one that definitely pissed me. No, off, actually, though, that, that was a- is that O'Reilly is now taking all the faceoffs away from my fucking number one centerman. So John Tavares is now playing a wing position, and I was hoping, I was really hopeful that that was not going to happen, that O'Reilly was going to be a third-line center or a power play guy, but now he's definitely taking the second-line center position away from my dude, and now I'm getting, like, maybe three or four face-offs a game instead of, like, 14, you know, 10 to 14, which hurts me in a position where I'm already hurting from many other directions, so... You know, not nothing yeah, to do with you, just specifically O'Reilly no. going to Toronto, right? But it definitely, definitely hurts my uh, my stats columns. That's well, for sure. It didn't help yeah. Toronto today. They got fucking dummied by Edmonton. Yeah, they did. What was the final they score? They did, five but two. like or five one, five something. Yeah, five five two final. Yeah. Um, O'Reilly had thirteen faceoffs, two sh- uh, shots on goal, and a hit. Now when now <laughs> not when to, um, not to rub salt in the wound not, or anything, yeah, not to but, fucking rub it in. No, but so when. So so when that trade happens, I pick him up instantly, and then I send the trade in the in in our in our three way chat. Um, Best three way I've been a part of. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I I said that on purpose. But so I then started saying things like, "Oh man, I hope he's on the second line. I hope they put him on the power play and blah blah blah." And Isaac's like, "Oh, they might put him in the middle, so they'd have three centers down the you know down the middle sort of thing." And I was like, "Ah, oh, well, I hope he scores a lot of points." And then probably like 10 minutes later, one of them noticed that I picked him up and they were just like, oh, <laughs> you fucking asshole. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way to do it. Anyway, anything else you guys totally. want to touch on before we uh, wrap this thing up or what? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Dan's Dan's got to go. Dan's got to get to the climbing gym. So go Canucks go. Yeah. Dan's going yeah, to climb go Canucks, on, on Spall Street. Lose them all. Oh, Dan, what happened with the fucking bomb in Kelowna the other day? Oh shit! Yeah, we can talk about that real quick. Yeah, so there's a bomb in I'm, I've, So side note for anybody who's paid attention to no. 
Um, so side note for anybody who's been paying attention to my life over these podcasts, which is probably nobody. Um, I was a carpenter for the last year and now I am in insurance. So, um, our, basically our administration, um, uh, executive or whatever you call the secretaries nowadays, uh, she was going to the bank office administrator. And she drives, she drives right by where this pipe bomb is on the side of the road, has absolutely no idea. And as she like goes into the bank to drop off the deposit, you know, the police show up and they lock down um, a couple blocks and there was like a legit pipe bomb. They brought the bomb squad up from the lower mainland and had to like, uh, you know, put it in their like blow up box yeah, and like so they detonate it, it and shit. But it was, it was a legit sophisticated pipe bomb. They called it sophisticated because it wasn't just some like slapped together piece of shit. It was actually like well, uh, well manufactured. What, who the fuck wants to blow something up in Kelowna? Like, what's there to blow up? Yeah. The fucking... Side of the road, too. It wasn't even, like, How's the logging targeting a building or anything. <laughs> the, the, the logging industry headquarters are not in Kelowna. Um, the, only, <laughs> the only headquarters Kelowna's got, it's got a couple weed headquarters, and it's got Probably. An, an aviation headquarters. That's about it. Yeah, it's um, kind of weird. I, like if they made, weird, weird flex, homie. Yeah, they, but they put it, it's like, wasn't it over by, um, like, the Spall Center? Yeah, like by was. Woodfire Bakery and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Woodfire. If they would have blown up, what? Oh, dude. If they would have blown up Woodfire, dude. I would have cried. It's the best fucking. Oh like, man. When we go to Kelowna, we go to Woodfire and get a Cordon Blue sub. It's the fucking best thing ever. Cordon Blue sub is ready. He just said it the way the guy says it at the restaurant. Nice. He calls it, except it's like Fuck super yeah. high pitched. He's like, "Is ready," and it's like everyone you can hear him say it. It's awesome. Anyway, you got to be there. Guess and you, you just be know there. it's yours. <laughs> yeah, you know it's you know it's yours. Dude, you always know it's yours. Yeah, no, All right. it's, it's like a thing. Like, Kelowna, right. Kelowna people know that shit and they they vibe with it. They get their fucking real. wood fire subs and they get their fucking Pearson's Deli sandwiches. She... That's where it's at in Kelowna. Anyway, Dan, thank you for coming. Have a good night. Thank Thanks you for, for joining our our fourth last episode ever. Thanks, Dan. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I I'm sad about that, but you know, hey, it is what it is. Hey, you know, we'll we'll. Not I shouldn't saying. say ever. Our fourth last episode for now. So for pre hiatus. Now. All right. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Later. Bye.